Hi friends and welcome to Dice and an Extra Slice, our Bake Off review podcast, where we talk about Bake Off. I'm Josh and I didn't headbutt a microphone before this recording session. (sighs) I'm Alicia and yes, we have to start this record with a little sad time PSA. I was setting up my mic stand so that Josh and I could record this and while I was trying to undo the legs at the bottom... My Blue Yeti mic, which if you have one, you know they're quite substantial, swung around and smacked me right on the forehead. To be specific, it twatted you right on the forehead. It did. And um. it, <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're having to record this so we don't forget what just happened on Bake Off. But I'm slowly losing my memories. We're losing minutes. Um, so we... <laughs> Alicia, don't fall asleep. If you Stay just... with me. <laughs> don't close your eyes, Alicia. If you hear me wincing or just quiet little in the background when Josh is talking. That's just me, because I'm, I'm in a fair bit of pain. Um, but you know who else is in pain? The person who went home on Bake Off. Oh. Let's talk about week two. So... Losing my memories, but I can still do a segue. <laughs> Did I say memories? You said memories. <laughs> you said memories, it's fine. Memories. Memories. Devad. Devad. I'm losing my memories. Uh, intro this week. Biscuit or cake? What is it? Biscuit or cake? Biscuit or cake? Biscuit or cake? Biscuit or cake? It's a Yorkie. It's a dog. It's a Yorkshire Terrier, which is obviously a cake. Mm, He looked more like a biscuit to me. Well, that's good because it's biscuit bloody week. It is bloody biscuit week. This week, our contestants had to start by making a specific number of macarons that Josh and I have forgotten. An indeterminate number of illusion macarons. Yes, they had to be macarons, but not look like macarons. Spoiler alert, I, Alicia, have never had a macaron before. Which is surprising, because I've had loads. I've had macaroons, which are delicious. Macaroons like the coconutty... Yeah, with chocolate drizzled on top. Semi-flapjacky And like the rice paper underneath. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah. But I've never had a macaron. Macarons, they're just like almond meringues. Yeah, but they kind of look like... Well, they look like little burgers, which is great because two of the contestants, Sandro and Carol, I want to say, both made their macarons to look like burgers, which was cute. It was a vibe. What's a vibe? We had a couple of people that also made theirs into... Ice cream cones. Ice cream cones, that was it. There's like three ice cream cones? Two. Just neither of them looked great, in all honesty. No, I think the ice cream cone is an interesting choice because it doesn't really lend itself to that macaron style. It's very like, different. Burger buns, brilliant. Mm. Ice cream cones, not so much. Mm. But you know what I thought was excellent was Yanusha's watermelon ones. Oh, he did little watermelons and they were pink in the middle yeah. and he'd like painted the lines on the top. He'd used spinach extract to colour it as well. Yeah. Um, Apparently they were a bit... Tough. Yeah, yeah they, they'd been dry. cooked a bit too long yeah. on the top. Which is a shame because they looked absolutely darling. Yeah, very sweet. And guess who's coming up in my books this week? James, because James made raccoon macarons. Raccarons. <laughs> raccarons. Macaroons. I don't know anything about the flavouring. I think they said that the flavouring was good. Trash. I think they enjoyed it, but it wasn't like anything garbage flavored macarons (laughs) leave them look raccoons are my favorite thing and i will say they were kind of messy but i was impressed they did look a little bit derpy yes and who fucked up again starter this week rebs it's your gal rebs rebs what the fuck is happening hun she was trying to make macarons that look like her cat yeah which fyi were just she has a black cat so they were black macarons with 
little iced whiskers, ears and nose. Yeah. See, to me, that doesn't really meet the like illusion or alternative looking macaron mm. vibe. Mm. And also the inside of them made it look like her cat had been hit by a car. I thought they were green on the inside. They were red and brown. Oh, well. It was like a strawberry chocolate ganache deal. Oh, yes. But see, what Rebs did is she piped out all of her macarons and then showed them to Yanush and was like, I think they're too thick. And Yanush honestly said, yeah, they look really thick. So she then had to take them all off and repipe them. So everyone else was decorating their macarons while she was putting hers in the oven. I mean, she did well to, like, get them and finished. To be fair, she'd had a bit of help, but she did finish them. Yeah. Do you know who didn't bother to finish them? Maysam. 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 What the fuck is up? She made cute little carrots, which, you know, fair enough. Yeah. But she didn't manage her time well. And rather than try, like, at least Rebs really pushed herself to get those cats' faces on. Maysam just said, I'm just not going to bother decorating them. (laughs) She was real lazy. Just fucks me off. Obviously, we're not in that tent, but it just didn't seem like she had the conviction with like the macaron it, yeah. challenge. She didn't even want to try and push to do it. She mm. decided quite early on near the end, like, oh, well, I'm not going to bother to do anything else with them. Which is what the judges said. You know, mm. they said they tasted good, had nice flavour. They kind of just wanted a bit just more they, effort. They lacked, lacked finish. Lacked pizzazz. Pizzazz. We love pizzazz. Do you know who had plenty of pizzazz? Oh. Dawn. Oh, not who I thought you were going to say. You, who do you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to talk about Shabira, but we'll do Dawn first. We'll do Dawn. Let's just get out of the way. Dawn got a handshake. <gasps> She did get a handshake. Fuck, I'd forgotten about that. The mic mic smackers. (laughs) She made little yo-yo macarons, which is very clever. Very clever. uses the macaron shape. It's an identical shape. You've not got to do anything complicated. She just did a swirl of a different colour in it, didn't she? She did a swirl of a different colour and she extruded fondant, like using like a pasta extruder. Yeah. That you used to make spaghetti. Just made a bit of string. It was brilliant. Wrapped it round. And... I think they, they just loved the flavours and the textures and it was a bloody good macaron yeah. and a very clever use of it within the parameters of the yeah. challenge. Uh, Paul was just saying that it was very light and sometimes, apparently, I say this with no expertise, having never eaten one, macaron, the middles can be a bit dense and a bit heavy, mm. but he just said this was so light and he said it lifted you up yeah. when you ate it. Yeah. Which, which is, is, what a compliment. Which is lovely, but you yeah. want to talk about Shabira. Well, Shabira, very, you know, so you think of macarons, you have almond and sweet treat. Shabira made savoury macarons. So she made little peanut-shaped macarons that had a chicken satay inside, in brackets, no chicken, because Mm. it was actually tofu. It was tofu satay. And And Paul hates tofu. Paul hates tofu, but he said that it was a pretty good... Yeah. Well, he said it was sweet, and then you got the savoury, peanutty satayness come mm. through, and then you finished on sweet again, and he said he didn't want that. He wanted to end on the savoury, but... But it's really difficult to make food end where you want it to end. It literally depends on the mouth and what other stuff people have been eating. Yeah, and the other standout of the signature this Maxie. week... Maxie. She got her handshake. She made little daisy macarons and they were kind of thinking of her two children she's got two children that are four and five which normally dedicating something to a family member red flag you're gonna fuck it up you said that last time as well no we talked about it a lot last season oh okay because it happened a lot last season people going i'm dedicating this to my uncle who used to drive an ambulance do you remember that one i do it was bad (laughs) biscuit ambulance um but these macarons Paul took a bite and immediately put his hand out. Yeah, like, straight away. An immediate synaptic Prue, response. Prue was mid-feedback and yeah. Paul just cut in there with a the handshake. On that note, I, I, you know, the Paul Hollywood handshake, it is what it is. I think it's shitty that Prue doesn't have anything and I think Prue needs something and Prue I does. have come up with Prue can give people the seal of approval. Woo! 
I think it's perfect. Crew, if you want to have that love, do it. Just, you know. Prulith, credit uh, you know, one of our listeners. Dice in an extra slice podcast. In, a, in, in, in her home game, she's a level eight sports druid. <laughs> um, I just think she should have something because I feel like sometimes she really loves what people have done. And, you know, humans have different tastes. Paul might not like it as much, but Prue doesn't have that thing. So I think she should have like a stamp. Yeah. Or some kind of sticker. Walk around the little rubber stamp to yeah. stamp the baked goods yeah. with the seal of approval. Yeah. And it's just a cutout of proof or with a thumbs up. she just has like a sticker that she sticks on their like mixing machines and then you collect the stickers. That would be very cute. Wouldn't like, it? A Blue Peter badge situation. seal of approval. This is like this is like the Rue Peter badge, isn't it? <laughs> it is like the Rue Peter badge. Well, but better. I mean, I said Blue Peter badge. Yeah, I know, but... Because... I grew up with terrestrial television. Okay, well, I didn't, so... Also, in a, in a shocking twist of events, the Sainsbury's Taste the Difference, is it cake or is it not cake? Last week, every single one was cake. This week, some of them weren't cake, friends. Um, I think only one of them was cake mm. this week. Yeah. Can we talk about the lasagna briefly? Because they had a lasagna on the previous week, mm-hmm. and it was cake. Mm-hmm. And it looked... Ex- it was identical. Yeah, that... Photographically identical to the one this week that was lasagna. Yeah, the lasagna did make me think Josh might be right, because it was... Like, the pasta, it, the pasta was curved in exactly the same like way. we've watched a lot of fake cake stuff. <laughs> like, we've, we've watched a lot, a lot of fake cake stuff. And I think I could probably recognise a fake we're, cake. We're pretty good at spotting what is cake and what yeah, is not. Exactly. Yeah. And these fake cakes look too good. The technical this week was to make squash fly biscuits. Or Garibaldi's, or Garibaldi's. if you don't call them squash fly biscuits. And now, straight from the bat, this one annoyed me because my I picture a Garibaldi and I picture a little round biscuit with sugar on top that's got like dried fruits mixed into it. And they're delicious. I do enjoy a Garibaldi. When Alicia envisages a Garibaldi, she envisages what is known collectively, colloquially, as a shorty. A Garibaldi is supposed to be rectangular, it's fruit sandwiched between two layers of biscuit dough. I have never in my life seen that. And I've eaten biscuits that come from a packet that says Garibaldi that look like the little round yeah, things. Yeah, you're just falling into big cakes machinations. Okay, don't say I'm falling into big cakes because, okay, so we had this argument as soon as the technical started. We did. And what did we do? We, of course, Googled we Garibaldi Googled to see what comes up. Yep. Now, the Garibaldi's on Bake Off are, as Josh said, it's pastry, a layer of dried fruit, mush stuff, and then another bit of pastry. But then, on Bake Off, they were dunked in chocolate and had feathering on the side. Yeah, see, that's weird. And Josh looked on Google and said, oh, actually, none of them really... Oh, no, here's one with chocolate. But what was the image from, Josh? It was from Prue Leith's actual cookbook. (laughs) So they're clearly just... Prue Leith's cookbook, which should be called Prue It Yourself. Oh, see, I think it should be called, like, underproved or overproved. The proof is in the pudding. Yes, there we go. Um, But Garibaldi Biscuits... uh, Prue, if you want to hire us to be your new PR marketing team... Prue, we're available. We've got puns for days. Puns! Garibaldi Biscuits... Biscuit, fruit, biscuit. They dipped them in chocolate with feathering, which was controversial. It was. And Sandro, Sandro is clearly putting in the work because he said he had been reading late at night for like two hours about biscuits. No, he said he was up until 2am reading about biscuits. Ah, that's even better. So Sandro's putting in the work, so he knew what Garibaldi was. A lot of people didn't. um, Maxi Blesser, she did originally not read her instructions and I think correctly started mixing in her pastry with her fruit and then realised whoops-a-daisy, that's wrong. Or you knew she had a bit of an incident where he made, he cut his into 24 instead of 12 and then just tried to squeeze them back together. Yeah, he which, needed, uh, needed like a baking staple, didn't he? They were really wide after he'd done that. They were very that. wide, but very thin. 
Good bake. Good bake. Generally, everyone kind of got the right thing. There was controversy, as the recipe said, to feather the chocolate. Feather white chocolate <laughs> over the dark chocolate. Which, to anyone who doesn't know what that means, let's yeah. let's say what I'm going to say, because it was Shabira and Abdul who yeah. didn't know what feathering meant. No. And my brain immediately goes, oh, cool. That's not popped up in their lexicon. They just don't know what it is. Yeah. So instead of doing feathering, which is you take, like, white chocolate, you pipe it over dark chocolate, then use a toothpick to drag it through, creating, like, chevrons. Mm-hmm. What they did instead was made duplicate feathers out of white chocolate, and they looked incredible. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 Shabira's looked incredible. Shabira made these beautiful, intricate, somehow curved white chocolate feathers that she placed delicately on top of her Garibaldi biscuits, and they looked lovely. They looked stunning. Abdul had just done a blob of white chocolate in a vague feather shape. I think it was very clever nonetheless. I think Shabira should have got a special mention for it, whereas Paul was just pissed because that's not what they asked for. Yeah, and it's kind of like you have to make sure in these competitions that the instructions make sense. Yeah, but that's the problem with the technical is that they deliberately don't give you the instructions because they expect you to know. I I think it's shitty because I'm very much on the side of if you've never heard a word, how are you supposed to know what it is? Exactly. But... I really photosynthesise with them. But that is the point of the technical. They just write, you know, they will just write make a croissant dough without saying what that goes into what the ingredients are what the stuff is they just get placed a load of ingredients in front of them and very vague instructions everyone kind of did okay there was quite a few biscuits that were a bit too soft bit of a weirdly what's the opposite of controversial while still maintaining that level of scandal do you know what i mean like it like it was a no one shone no there was no one that you thought oh that looks exceptionally good and also like prue's biscuits if you imagine a long rectangle the chocolate had been dipped on like one of the long lengthway sides but most of the contestants had done it on like one of the one of the ends or both of the ends on one case yeah a lot of Rev's, problems Rev's with, dipped both ends which is wild because well we'll get there a lot of problems with thick chocolate a lot of problems with um fruit not being dried properly thus making the biscuit a bit too soft yeah there was a few biscuits that were kind of crunchy and tasty weirdly the ones that were crunchy and tasty were also the ones that had really thick biscuit Mm. anyway can we talk about can we talk about the results for that yes so coming up bottom three last place abdul yeah. Which tracks ugly feathers, bad chocolate, he, bad biscuit. He, he made a bad biscuit. His biscuit was the yeah. worst. Judges did not like any of it. Yep. Second worst, such a shame, Shabira. Shabira. Which is wild because I feel like Her she didn't get much negative okay. feedback. But she, just she didn't just, know what feathering no, was. No, didn't get it. Um, and then Dawn. So after such a, you know, handshake in the first thing. Yeah. A down fall, to. A real fall from grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then coming up top three in third place, you have Sandro, who, yeah. you know. Did great. Love that. Love that for him. Second place, absolutely stellar, James. Yeah. Raccoon boy. Little little raccoon James. Little James, raccoon but like James. he does have a tattoo of a cooking raccoon on his Yes, leg. he does, which is exceptional and makes me want to get a tattoo of a raccoon. Yeah. Um, please leave suggestions for me. And then absolutely stunned us both. Yeah. First place was Rebs. Yeah. Which is wild because her feedback was so her mediocre. Feedback was so lukewarm. I thought I'd confused her feedback with someone else's because she was so. Her feedback yeah. was like, "Oh, biscuits a bit soft, flavors okay," and she came out on top. And yeah. I don't know how it happened. And hers was the first one that they, they looked tried. at as well. So I think what happened was that they tried that and were like, "Oh, that's okay," and then everyone else just disappointed. Yeah, and I think maybe they then just couldn't remember and were like, "Well, we don't really remember that one, so it can't have been that bad." Yeah, maybe. Either way, she came out on top, so props to you, Rebs. Um. Oh, also forgot to say, going all the way back to the signature, Mason. She curdled something last week. Yes. And she curdled it again this week. Fucking ridiculous. Why does all her stuff curdle? 
Anyway, um, the showstopper this week, our contestants had to make a mask like that you would wear to a masquerade ball out of biscuit. Out of biscuit. And this can be any kind of biscuit. They could do any kind of biscuit they wanted, but it had to be presented standing up. So you've got to think about your structural integrity. Mm. Too much butter is going to make it soft. Unusual for a biscuit week showstopper because mm. normally if they want it to be construction they will like specify a building or something that requires that kind of structural planning but I think in- that's because they said it has to be standing up didn't they I, I know but instead this like like normally it's bits of biscuit that are mm. started together or stuck together or baked in a way to stand up mm. whereas this is just a singular big bit of biscuit often with other biscuits glued onto it yes and you could do as many biscuits as you liked I think Shabira was making over 100 biscuits. Um, yeah. I, you know, I imagine most of them were a similar type of biscuit in terms of a sugar biscuit or a ginger biscuit. Abdul made a load of biscuits as well. Mason made one type of biscuit. Mason made, <laughs> made, no, Mason made two. One lemon, one ginger. Oh, okay. Two types of biscuit. I think, yeah. Either way, compared to Shabira's 100. Well, Mason finished before everyone else with like 20 minutes to spare. Yeah, a long time. Which is danger yeah she said she really wanted to focus on the decoration and making it she kind of did a mask that was like half one color half the other and two different sides and it was interesting but she really said she was going to put that time into the decoration and it kind of was just a bit lackluster in the end but some of these masks folks were so good gorgeous abdul did like a chubby parrot (laughs) yeah well, he, he, he had a was... parrot in his childhood that the direct, the literal translation of the name meant chubby. Yeah. I think it was Mota. Yeah, yeah it was just chunky. thick, chunky, multicoloured, red, orange, green, yellow feathers in a big mask shape, you know, with big ones coming out the top and smaller ones under the eyes. And it was just beautiful. It was beautiful until there was a close-up shot. And I was kind of put off by, like, the stringy isomalt residue. You could see some isomalt, For those yeah. who don't know what isomalt is, it's like a sugar derivative. Uh, it's like a sweet glue that they use. You melt it down, you use it to... Stick biscuits, stick biscuits together. together or mm. anything together, really. And it's edible. It's edible glue. Yeah. But he made lots of different flavoured biscuits and the judges loved them. Loved yeah. them all. He Ma- made a tahini one. Mm-hmm. Made, a, made a sumac one. Oh, yes, that was it. Yeah, really clever. Really, really clever. You'd love to see it. Shabira's was beautiful. It was much simpler than some of the others, but so, so pretty oh, and like very, very finesse. Very effective. She had one she side that was like a dark side that had like a chocolate, chocolate biscuit. biscuit yeah. And the other side was a light side that had a shortbread mm. with rose. It was yeah, it was rose, and mm. it, and Prue commented that it was it didn't taste synthetically of rose. Yeah, because roses, I personally dislike the flavour of rose entirely. I think it tastes like soap and like chemicals. That's because you've been eating soap, silly. Well, stop, I stop dipping soap in your tea. Well, since I got smacked in the face with the microphone, it just seems like a really good idea. She rose above the rest. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that, Sandro. Made a beautiful mask. And oh. I love that Sandro said he wanted to make a very feminine but masculine mask because he wanted to go against gender roles, which, you know, props to you, Sandro. But, but he made S- it. Sandro also seems to be someone who's very comfortable in, in his masculinity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is often a sign of someone who's also comfortable with being feminine. Yeah. But he made a gorgeous mask that was covered in like tiny little white chocolate roses with very intricate piping. It looked like a very classical Venetian masquerade mask. Yes. It was very, very pretty. Mm. Judges loved the flavour. Paul held I up his face. I thought it was face. a bit bulky. It was a bit chunky, but yeah. you know, 
It's it's it held It's a mask its made of biscuits, so you can only ask for so much, I guess. The next horrifying mask that was so impressive is our man James. Oh god, <laughs> James's mask. He wanted to make it like the creature from Pan's Labyrinth, and he chose to Which use Which fucking creature? I think it's the one with the hands for eyes and the fingers. It doesn't look like the yeah, finger. It does. No, it doesn't. See it all looks, the sticking it out? looks like the swamp thing. He used brandy snaps for his biscuit, which, James, that's a big swing because brandy snap, key is in the name, snaps. Mm. But he did it. The only unfortunate thing is he did so much piping and other things on top of it. You couldn't see any of the brandy snap, but he made it with his love of horror and it was truly horrifying. It was spooky It was very, very scary. But the judges loved it and apparently it was delicious. Maxie's, very pretty. She went for a carnival theme. Maxie's was gorgeous. These kind of feathers sticking out the top, flowers, piping. Yeah. Biscuits. Really, really good. Just so pretty. I can't remember what flavours she used. Me neither, but judges loved it. Yeah. Dawn's mask, she went for like a steampunk thing. It was a bit boring compared to the others. It looked a bit others. plain. Again, it was giving Norman energy. I was impressed with the other amount of biscuits because it was kind of covered head to toe it right from the forehead. It was decorated lemon biscuits, yeah. And it had some intricate work, but the eye holes weren't holes. Didn't cut the eye holes no out. No eye holes. Where are the eye holes? Yeah. These are my eye holes. <laughs> um, Yanush wanted to make a mask based on cubism. Yes, but also LGBT. Yeah. So it's rainbow coloured, very abstract. I personally didn't really like it just because I really loved everyone else's. Yeah, it looked very cubism. Apparently the biscuit was very tasty. And, yeah. and like when I say it looked very cubism, and if, if you imagine like a, a cubist face, it looked exactly like yeah. what you'd expect. Eyes in weird places, everything is square with angles. I, I think cubism is quite an easy route to go mm. with Biscuit Week especially. Simple shapes. Yeah, it's but simple shapes. He made a Christmas flavoured biscuit and Paul fucking loved it. Well, it was it. just a Polish spiced biscuit that yeah, Paul, but Paul was then like, that's Christmas in a mouth. Well, in a mouth. <laughs> and then, oh, sweet Carol. Carol's biscuit stand... <sighs> was like a metal stand that kind of had two prong points a, going up. It was a plate stand. Any of you who have been to a car boot sale will know what a plate stand is. Yeah. Anyone who's had a plate stand will also know what a plate stand is. But the key is that it has kind of two main pressure points. And Carol also used a fuckload of lard in her biscuit. Yeah, Carol was making a large gingerbread biscuit. Which Paul already didn't like. Paul was saying, that's going to be too soft, bud. Yeah. And she finished and she put it on her stand and she went around asking if Rebs needed help and all of this and she turned back around. And it had broken. And the pressure points had pierced through her biscuit and her biscuit was sliding down the stand. Yeah. And she couldn't the get it back on. The biscuit was soft. If Paul said if it was thinner and had been baked more, it might have held a bit better. But I think there's most Bad of she used, used a fat-heavy biscuit, which yeah. you can't do if you're using a construction thing. They said it was nice decoration, but yeah. nothing yeah. too They too just great. felt like meaningless platitudes. Yeah, Rebs had a kind of pretty... They said that they think she could make... Um, Fascinators. Fascinators, yeah. She did some cool stuff with brandy snaps and yeah. sugar around the edge, but it was just a bit plain. It was just plain. a bit plain. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to paint my walls pink. Yeah. Kind of vibes. Do you know what I mean? And Maysons, as we said, was, it was there. Was just it was okay. Big, round, GCSE like a, art project looking mask. It did look like a GCSE art project. Yeah, it did. I mean, that was only because, probably because Maysam did a GCSEs two years ago. Oh, God. So young. So some really amazing ones. Some I like I will say they all were impressive. And this is the thing on Bake Off. I could even have done the any stuff of that. that we don't like is still incredibly impressive. Yeah. So they all did a good job. Some did better jobs than others. Mm. I say Nolan Matt kind of being a bit standoffish. They're not being as present. 
Yeah, they're, they're slightly less annoying this season. Yeah. And probably just because there is a bit less of them, which I appreciate because Noel Fielding is someone that I just do not find funny. Yeah. I, I just find him irritating. Well, I like him as a presenter, but I just don't find any of his, any of his work funny. So, Josh, you get the good week this week. I the good do. Week. I do the good get a good job. week. I get a good week. Me good week. <laughs> Tell you what, it's been a difficult week to try and pick a star baker. Mm. Um, Lots of people coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, and that the technical really shook things up. It mm. really turned things on its head. So I've consulted with the judges. Mm-hmm. And I can announce that the winner of Biscuit Week, receiving the star baker and continuing to the next round, is... Maxi! Maxi went to the max this week. Yeah, I did. Turned it all the way up to 11. And you know what? She hates macarons and she got a handshake for her macarons. So good fucking job. Yeah, yeah. Just goes to show that if you hate something, never do it for free. If you hate something, dedicate it to your family. If you hate something, do it well out of spite. Um, but Alicia, that means that you get the shitty job. I do have the shitty job. But you know what? This week, it doesn't feel like a shitty job. Because ah! I have the pleasure of announcing that Maysam went home this week. Maysam, I like, it is a huge accomplishment to get to Bake Off at 18. Yeah. I admire you for that. Absolutely. I just wish you'd put in a bit more effort. Just wish you'd, yeah. I just wish you'd tried a bit more, hun. I, I, just, I just wanted more. I wanted more from you. And I didn't get it. And I feel bad because I don't have much more to say because it's only week two, so yeah. I'm not really attached. Rebs was so close to Rebs going. Rebs was so close, but I think because she did so well at the technical, yeah. it saved her. Yeah, absolutely. And she did relatively well at the showstopper. Um, I reckon Rebs will be gone next week. Yeah. Just putting it out there. Rebs or Carol was down there too this week. I think Carol bounced back because next week is bread week. Bread week. Bread Ooh, week. Expecting pizzas. I think there's some sort yes. of like enriched croissant. There's some kind of cinnamon rolly thing, wasn't there? Or a cinnamon roll type thing. Oh, it could be a cinnamon swirl. And the showstopper. Yes. There was a, a Swedish celebration a cake. Swedish celebration. Which cake. must be bread because it's bread. Well, it's week. some sort of yeasted. It's probably gonna be some sort of yeasted loaf. Oh. So tune in for next week's Bake Off, Tuesdays at 8 o'clock, I want to say, on Channel 4. On Channel 4. Or you can watch it on Catch Up like we do, because we're busy Tuesdays. Yep. You can. I mean, you can tune into the main podcast, Dice and a Slice. Yeah. You know, it's on this podcast feed. Yeah, and also we have baked goods there too. And go follow us on our socials at Dice and a Slice, D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, where we share pictures of our baked goods. Give us a follow. Let us know what you're thinking. Who are your top runners in the Bake Off? Maybe we'll start a poll. Till next time, friends. Have a good week. Bake Eat yourself some cake. before you rake yourself. I'm a very happy Jürgen indeed. <laughs> <laughs>